are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show. From ComedySlamRadio.com. All right. Welcome back to Comedy Slam Radio and the Let's Be Frank show with Dave Frank. Now, in case you've been living under a rock or just a little bit stupid, the man to my left right over here is Garrett Bischoff from TNA Impact Wrestling. How are you doing, Garrett? Dave, what's up, brother? How are you? Not too bad. Introduce this lovely lady next to you. This is my lovely wife, Mary Jane. How are you doing, Mary Jane? I'm good. You're like, Mary Jane, that's like Spider-Man's girlfriend so <laughs> this is like your live action spider-man that's right you this know. is awesome can you shoot webs and stuff <laughs> you never know see what no? happens on a friday night there you go we, well, we could definitely get you flipping off back ropes and kicking <laughs> the crap out of some people that's for damn sure <laughs> you know that's how we do it so you know i'm real excited to have you here I, I i'm so used to facing the camera because i'm not used to having people in the studio with me it's great i'm gonna have to turn my fat ass to the left a little bit <laughs> Luckily, these chairs have wheels. Swivels. <laughs> so, you know, I met you a couple years ago. Uh, it was in an electronics store. We were hanging yeah. out, and it just happened to come up who you are. And But back then, you you were just starting to get in wrestling. It was about two years ago, right? Correct. So you've been in, well, not even that. You started to, with TNA about two years ago. But what most people probably don't realize, you spent some time in the indie promotions first. Correct. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing this for going on about four years now, four or five years. Um, actually got my start out in L.A. Okay. With uh, Rikishi, and out, he has a school out in Burbank, actually, now for where, I, uh, where I trained with Rikishi, the Black Pearl, and Gangrel. There you go, Gangrel. 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 Awesome I remember guy. him when he was with uh, uh, when the three of them on WWE. I'm trying to think. I almost called out their, their real names. But it was with, uh, why can't I, with uh, Christian and Edge mm-hmm. was when he first made his appearance yep. in the WWE. And Rikishi, for those people who don't know, had the big, huge ass that he would slam in everybody's face in the corner of the ring. Ugh. Did you ever have to take that in I, training? I was fortunate enough not to have to get that one. The stink, oh. the old stink face. Thank, thank goodness. Oh, that would have been horrible, Ugh. the stink face. That's almost worse than when the guys used to have to kiss Vince McMahon's ass. And then you got, who can forget Pity City? Yes. Ugh. No uh, good. Now, we, we were talking a little bit before we got here. You actually... I mean, you, you grew up around the wrestling world. I mean, being a Bischoff, your father was big time in the WCW and the Monday Night Wars and a big part of that. So you actually grew up with really probably some of the same heroes that you're fortunate enough to get to work with now. But, you know, when you first came into your manhood, 18, 19 years old, you weren't wrestling. What, what, what kept you away from wrestling right away? How come you didn't go right into it? There's a lot of different reasons why, you know, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best way I can say is timing is everything. There's a right place and the right time for, for everything to happen. And um, as much as I wanted it then, uh, it just wasn't, just wasn't right. Um, so it, it, it took me a little bit longer, but everything happens for a reason. And I think, uh, you know, the, the extra time, the extra training, the extra knowledge, it all, it all played a part in where I am now. All right. What was it like? Growing up around all that, because you were at a time where people were defecting uh, as a kid from WCW, I'm sorry, from WWE to WCW and back and forth. So as a kid, 
growing up in the back rooms. What was that like? I mean, seeing all these guys and you know, how was the emotions and the craziness? How did they treat you? It, it was. Well, it's every kid's dream, I you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was. It was my education. I learned more being there than I think I did in high school. <laughs> so did you go to yeah. a lot of high school, or did you, did uh, you know. skip to do a little backyard wrestling? Yeah, you know, my my absent days definitely outweighed my attendance days. Not there that I go. recommend that to anybody, but there you, know, you go. You know, but um, it, it did. I loved it. You know, and, and from day one, I knew this is what I wanted to do. It's, it's this is not something that just sprouted up a couple of years ago. I've always wanted to. I've always looked up to those guys in the back. I've always looked up to, and not just the guys in the back either. It's the guys in the office and the guys, right. in, you know, I mean, everybody. It's, there's, there's such a, a tight family that goes on, and it's, it's, an, it's a one-of-a-kind experience. Well, it, it almost has to be. It's, I mean, there's individual wrestling, there's team wrestling, but the whole federation almost has to be a team because there's times when, you, you know, when, when you're over and, you're, you know, you're the, you're the pretty, boy, pretty boy or the good guy, and there's times that people hate you. But it's the whole show that that sells it. You know what I mean? Everybody plays their part, and everybody has their job to do. And you know, sometimes you just gotta. You know, you're doing the shit work in the beginning, building, building the cleaning the arena and putting the stage together. And I'm sure you did that part while you were in the Indies, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, as uh, as as students in the schools and at Rikishi School and at um, down here in, in Florida at Brian Nobbs's Nastyville School. That's you know, as as your student, and that's part of the deal. If if, if you're going to be on the show and you're going to if you're going to get the opportunity to go out there and wrestle in front of a crowd, it's also your job to learn the, learn the ins and outs. So I've I've taken down and put up my you know my share of rings and cleaned up bathrooms and sweat piles and you know, it's it's all part of the game. And I wouldn't take any of it back. Mary Jane, how much of this did he try to drag you into helping him with when he was traveling around? Did he let you sit there in the corner, or was he like, grab a wrench, baby? He said, grab a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done your share of the hard work. Love it. She's not afraid to work. There you go. Well, it's funny, because before we got here, you guys used to do painting and construction together, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's pretty crazy. You were telling me how you were literally doing all the sanding and all the work on the outside of the houses during the winter, because up in Wyoming, you can only paint outside for two months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So you're a working little girl there. You know what you're doing. That's he, he, how we met. There you go. That's right. She put me to work. Cool. She was your boss back then, right? She's still your boss. <laughs> still my boss. Here, here, honey. I know I've been traveling for six days. Here's my paycheck. Yeah. What's my allowance? <laughs> how we do it. There you go. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Mary. Uh, Mary, do you prefer Mary or Mary Jane? Mary Jane. All right. Mary Jane, I'm curious because, you know, Wrestling has its dangerous parts. Mm-hmm. So when he's out there on the road and, you know, things are taped and he's doing, you know, regular shows that aren't televised, mm-hmm. are you worried or nervous? Do you feel confidence? I mean, because people get hurt all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah. how fearful are you while he's out there and you're not with him? Um, I get nervous. You know, he always calls me right before the show is going to start and calls me immediately afterwards. Um, I do get nervous, but I know that he... He trains a lot, and he has, you know, Brian Knobs has taught him a lot. and I know he's good at what he does, but it still, you know, it makes me nervous because accidents happen. So when, when you're done biting your nails and being all nervous after, after you get your call, what are you doing during the rest of the week? Well, I like to keep everything going so he knows it's all good at home, you know, that 
everyday stuff, you know, make sure all the bills are paid and things are going good. Um, and other than that, we own our own business, spray tanning, so I do a lot of sprays during the day. Spray tanning. How <laughs> many cans of spray? How, how many cans of spray tan do you need to to, to get a big guy like me? Was <laughs> that? that like an extra large package? No, no, just a regular. You'd be good. You'd be good. All right. <laughs> Uh, I like to schedule an appointment for <laughs> Thursday. Uh, no, so what, what's up with spray tans? Every, do they come to you? Do you guys have a storefront? What are you guys doing? Yeah, we have both. We um, have a store inside of a gym that we spray, and then we also do uh, mobile spray tanning. So mobile I can mobile spray tan. Well, I could be on the sidewalk, and you just drive by and give me a squirt. I could come in here and spray everybody. Sweet. Yeah. Why, why are you getting so excited in there, Gwiggy? <laughs> yeah, see, he's excited about it. <laughs> You're like as white as the painted wall. That's right. She'll come up here. She'll set up a pop-up tent. Nice. Spray down. So it, yeah. al- it almost seems like that would be like, uh, I don't want to say anything dirty, but you know how <laughs> ladies have, uh, we'll call it their toy parties, and they come over and they do stuff. Mm-hmm. I-, I would imagine ladies want to order a couple of pizzas, have a couple of glasses of wine, and get sprayed down for a couple of hours. Absolutely. I'll so bring, is that um, popular? Yeah. I'll you know ask them what kind of wine they like, and I'll bring their choice, and we have robes, and Oh, you even supply, do you even supply the booze? Yeah. How about that? Holy shit. What's the name of this business? How are people going to find you? If you're an alcoholic and you want to <laughs> get a spray tan, uh, the first bottle of wine is included. So right. where do they find you guys at? Um, you can find us. Uh, we have a website. It's beautifulskins.com. Um, we have a Facebook Beautifulskins.com. Uh-huh. We're also located inside Muscle City Fitness over on Clearwater yeah. Beach. All right, cool. Is that where you were working out today? That's where I was training at today. All right, because yesterday or the day before, you were at Brian Knobs' gym. That's right. There I you go. So, go down there and hang out with him about two, three days a week. So when you're training there, it's more of the bumps and bruises and jumping off the ropes. and Correct. The other gym is, you know, lifting weights like I'm doing. Hit the weights and, uh, hit, the weights and hit the cardio. There you go. What's your favorite cardio machine? None. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I despise them all. It's funny. About a year ago, I had uh, I had gone on a diet and I lost about fifty pounds. Obviously, I found them plus five or six more. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I did was I, I I could do the cardio, but I felt doing twenty minutes of cardio on like the elliptical runners mm-hmm. was good. But I what I used to do is for every five pounds I lost, once I got once I was down about twenty or thirty pounds, I felt that I could run stairs, but not on the stairmaster. So for as much weight as I lost, once I had 30, 30 pounds off, I would take a five or I'm sorry, a fifteen pound dumbbell in each hand and run up and down the stairs for like ten or fifteen minutes. And eventually, I was holding like thirty or forty pounds in each hand. And I'm like, damn, this is fucking hard. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. It so it burns you up. Cardio is the worst. And Screw that. I don't even run stairs with weights. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a mission and. That's mission's over now. <laughs> now I'm on a mission of mission aborted. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if I could have the biggest belly in the world. <laughs> we'll get Nobzy in here with you, and we'll see what's going on between the two of you. There you go. Well, well, my nickname on stage is Fat Davy, and I have a Fat Davy song and all sorts of stuff. Because when I'm on my comedy kick, you know, I got to have something to be memorable. <laughs> so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that. Um, they, they don't use, you know, they, they have a wrestling name, just like there's a lot of comedians and everybody in show business. You're a Bischoff, so obviously you don't want to go away from that name. It's got some positives. And from what I understand, from what you were telling me, it's got some negatives to it. You know what I mean? Anybody who watches over the last couple of months, 
has seen the uh, the family fall apart there. Yeah, it's it's been a little different. Yeah, around the house. No more sharing Christmas presents with nah, Dad. You know, Christmas and <laughs> Christmas dinner is a little little odd this this time around. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, being a Bischoff, how how much uh, in the beginning when you first got to TNA and even in the indie promotions? Was there a lot more breaking of your balls and harassment in the background? People, did you have to earn your respect more than the average guy? You think? Um, maybe. Um, you know, when I first broke in, when I first got into TNA, and when I wrestled on any indies I was wrestling on before this, I did use a different name. I went by the name Jackson James, which is the name I refereed under. I didn't yes. even use that on on the indie promotions as well <laughs> um, to try to keep it as off the radar as I could, right? You know, it, it it worked to a point. Some and when, people had their suspicions, but yeah, I mean, in, in in TNA, I when I had met you, you had said, "Look out, I'm going to be a referee." And then I heard the name, and I was looking at the face. I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Mm-hmm. So you were a referee in TNA for almost what a year before mm-hmm. you actually broke out and started wrestling. Correct. Yep. Did everybody in TNA? How many of the wrestlers knew? Or was it a surprise to them as well? At first, not really any of them knew. Um, they all started to catch on fairly quickly. Um, but once once they all found out, you know, I, everybody's been nothing but very nice to me. You know, whether or not they have, you know, anybody has their own opinions behind closed doors is their opinions. But as far as, as far, you know, as far as being at the shows or being backstage or being in the locker rooms, every, everybody's been nothing but helpful. You know, they know I'm there to learn. They know I'm there to, to excel. They know I'm there to, to pick their brains. I'm not. You're not you know, walking in and saying, "Hey, I'm Mr. Bischoff." Absolutely cool. not. Absolutely not. I, I, you know, and I, and I don't expect to be treated any different. I like to be treated just like any other new guy. You know, it's, it's, it's a learning process. It's, it's a, a rite of passage. Rite of passage. It's there exactly. You, go. you, know, you got to take I your bumps and bruises. And I'm willing to take any, any and all of them. You know, it's, don't get out of line, man. I got a big fist. <laughs> I can tell. It's for holding big burgers, but I could, <laughs> yeah. I, could tr- I could try to take a shot or give a shot. It might not hurt much. Um, what are some of the hardest moves in wrestling? So, in other words, I see people get body slammed. I see people get elbows and flying elbows. When you're training, maybe even just for you particularly, what was the hardest move for you to perfect before you were able to go out there and do it? They all hurt. <laughs> it's just the best way I can tell you. They all hurt. There's uh, there's not one in particular I can think of that was harder to learn or master. To, no, no, they all hurt. All right, they all hurt. Just at the end of the day, I know it doesn't. Some people don't think it does, but I get the <laughs> I get the chiropractic X-rays and bills to prove it. There it you go. Well, I mean, there's just no way that you could see. I mean, people falling from the top rope onto, even if there's a little one-inch mat on the floor, I mean, you're still, what is that, like 10, 12 feet off the ground? Yeah, you know, by the time you get up there and you got 170 or 180 or 200-pound or whoever it is that's flying off that rope, it's coming down and they're going to hit you. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean. It is what it is. Yeah, you could say you're ready for it and you know how to take it, but there ain't nothing. You you can only take so much of a 200-pound man jumping on your body. It's very physically demanding and you have to stay in a lot of shape and you have to stay in. You know, you have to stay in shape. You got to stay in, in character well, to, to do it. Well, you know, round is a shape. <laughs> it is a shape. It's one of the more popular shapes in America, from it, what I've been able to trend. It's, I think it's true. trending on Yahoo right now as the most popular <laughs> shape. 
It's very true. But I was always amazed because, you know, like you even brought up Nobbs. Mm-hmm. Nobbs is not a skinny bastard. Nope. But he can move around the ring like he's a lightweight. I mean, it's pretty crazy you watch him. He's he's an athlete. These yeah. guys are athletes. I mean, even the big guys, they're athletes. And they're, yeah. They're, I mean, it, it's Don't it's ever amazing. underestimate any of them. Those guys move. I mean, I mean look at Samoa Joe. He's yeah. He's a skinny guy. Yeah, I mean, he keeps up with. He's one of the, I mean, but he pulls off moves that <coughs> I, I can't do. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm he, telling you, he's. I mean, guys, these guys are amazing athletes. Every single one of them, and don't ever underestimate what they can do because yeah, it, it could turn around and bite you in the butt real quick. You know, somebody who's been he, he he's actually annoying me lately to watch him. I I love him, but he's annoying me a little bit. <laughs> the bastard won't stop talking about his calves. Uh, Bully Ray, Bully Ray, <laughs> man, Bully Ray. I got better calves than you, and if you want to show up on my show, I'll show them to you, but. I will give you, you look like you did drop a small child, so you do look thinner, but screw you, my calves are better. I don't want you to beat me up, but what's funny is... You I make sure that I'm not around when he comes down here to answer <laughs> that threat. I've felt the rat, the bully, once or twice, and it's not fun. When I was younger, go back into my you know late 20s, when he was maybe, maybe mid-20s, when he was still in WWE and it was still him and they were doing the tag team... He was wearing the glasses and all that. I was about 100 pounds lighter. And people used to come up to me in Monticello, New York. Bubba Ray? <laughs> I'm like, no, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had a little bit of hair left and the goatee. And I'm like, no, man. Sorry. But I was surprised. I'm like, really? Do I look like I could kick somebody's ass? <laughs> I mean, so I, I was kind of I mean, I was like, great, man. I'm going to go out and get laid tonight. People think I look like Bubba Ray. <laughs> but... Who are, getting back to you and TNA, while you were training, because you, you started off as the ref. So while you were a referee, obviously backstage you're doing a lot more training to get better and better. Who were the guys that, you know, maybe helped you out the most? You know, I mean, who, what's his name? Uh, uh, the D, Matt Morgan, the, uh, the, what does he call himself, the genetic machine? The blueprint. The blueprint, blueprint Matt, Matt Morgan. Morgan. Did he help you a lot? Because... On the show, he seemed to be a big supporter of of Garrett Bischoff. So was he one that helped you out a lot? And Matt's been very, very ever since day one. Matt's been very awesome. Um, anytime I've you know anytime I've ever had a question or something, I've come up and asked him or an opinion or anything like that. He's always been the first one to to take ten minutes to sit down. And, you know, not only explain his why, but why he thinks it you know should be you know one way or another. Or, or uh, James Storm, Cowboy James Storm. Also, awesome. He's been a huge, huge help in a lot of things. Um, you know, these guys, these guys have all been real good. And there's, there's, I can name off a whole bunch of them. But I, I have stolen a line from James Storm, <laughs> and I say it all the time. You already know what it is. I say it here. I say it on stage. I say it wherever I'm at. If people get mad, I'm like, sorry about your damn luck. Sorry about your damn luck. I love it. I love you for coming up with it, and I'm glad I was able to steal it from you. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one I've stolen was from another wrestler. It was uh, Mick Foley, and it's testicular fortitude. <laughs> that's, it's you know because people, unique one. Yeah, well, people ask me why did you originally get into comedy, and I'm like, you know, I was always in sales, and I just reached a point where I didn't know, you know, how aggressive I wanted to amp it up. So I got on stage to get my testicular fortitude back. <laughs> there you go. All right. <coughs> you know, getting getting in front of people testicular and testicular fortitude. Yeah. Remember like that it. one, baby. <laughs> 
What are you talking about? I don't about? know where I'm going to throw it in, but yeah. you never know. No, no, no. That's Mary James would be like, you better get your testicular fortitude up, son. This, I, I ain't here for nothing. I could throw that one in there at any moment. There you go. <laughs> Do you have some, whether it could be you, Mary Jane, if you want to jump in, but you guys have some crazy road story or fan stories that you want to share or hatred fans, anything out there that comes to mind? Man, well. Not that I want to hit you with seven questions at once. No, it's, uh, you know, no crazy road stories, to, uh, so to speak. I mean, I think the, maybe typical the, wrestling fans, you know, crazy, you know, throwing stuff at the cards when we're leaving arenas or. or uh, they know, throw what at you? Who knows what, whatever they have in their hands. Oh, all right. You never know. Um, I never did that. My uh, dad would have whooped my ass yeah. if I was throwing stuff at people. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, there's definitely, I mean, it is what it is. There's people that love you and there's people that hate you. And I have both. You have both? <laughs> um, I, I think I was we I was on my Facebook fan page the other day and I someone said that they wished I died. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Okay. That's cool. Well, you know. <laughs> like I, it's like I tell these guys, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and it just makes me happy to see that there's people still out there that enthused about wrestling. There you go, and I am. I love wrestling. It's I mean, ever since I was a little kid, the fact that I do this show on Monday nights was a big decision because obviously I, I have to DVR that crappy re- wrestling promotion WWE. <laughs> but. You know, TNA actually has been a little bit more interesting for me because it's younger guys. It's uh, it's it's hard to duplicate or, or it's hard not to duplicate the same storylines that have been around because how many different ways can you fight? But TNA has been coming up with some really new and original stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you like to switch from the six-sided ring back to the four-sided ring? I never actually had a chance to wrestle in that six-sided ring. Okay. Um it seems awkward to me. It really does. But like I said, I never actually had a chance to wrestle in that six-sided ring. So I'm not quite sure how it would be. It may just, you know, once you get in there, it may, be, it may just be like a four-sided ring. I don't know. All right. I, I, I like it better now that, they're to the four, that they've gone back to the squared circle. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it always seemed a little weird to me to watch them in the octagon. I was like. I'm kind of a fan of tradition. Yeah. Tradition. You know, when, when, you, when you've been watching, I remember the first time I watched um, – it was WrestleMania one. They had it back in the day. There was no pay per view. You had to go to the local community college to get it on the. You know what? What is it called? The uh, I don't know. Gwiggy, if you can think of what I'm thinking of. What do you, before pay per view? What did you have to do? You had to go and go to bars or you go to the concerts. What, what was it called? Um, go two, ahead, help two, me. Out. Two dollar beer night at the local bar. That's what yeah, dude. Called. Just go end up at like uh, Wing House or something like that. They usually had a, <laughs> yeah, a uh, some kind of pay per view. That's it. When I, I when I was seven oh, they, years they had, old, like some kind of like uh, it was screening. before yeah. pay per view. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. They used to do that at the Sundome and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but it was live yeah. broadcast, and you had to pay to go see it because you couldn't get it at your house. So you're sitting with a hundred strangers in an auditorium watching it, but. uh Growing up, who were some of your favorite wrestlers? Oh, Lord. And it's different because you you, you have a different angle. Because I could say my favorite wrestlers growing up were, you know, your Hulk Hogan. My mother told me years later that, 
I'm kind of, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed, but I guess leaving Lenny Poffo was the guy I used to imitate running around the house. I'm like, that's great, Ma. Why did you just spare me that and tell me it was like, you know, the junkyard dog or somebody? So apparently when I was a kid, I thought I was leaping Lenny Poffo. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got their idols. Yeah, well. Nowadays, Glenn, I moved away from that one. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize at the time that he was. Uh, he came from a long line of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. You know, Macho Man old and his father, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school. You know, they they go. The line goes down though for a long ways on that one. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite guys, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was was always one of my favorite guys to watch. Ricky the Dragon. Ricky the he Dragon. was awesome. I love Ricky the Dragon. Sting was always one of my favorite guys growing up. And now Sting's in. Well, is is he still in TNA? Yeah, well, he's uh, he's been on a little hiatus for a while. All right. I think he's after this whole uh, general manager change and and uh, yeah, and you know, I think he's got his some little soul searching he's doing. But uh, you know, I, I like Sting better as a wrestler than I did as a manager. It, it was hard to see him in that role for me. I think that the the, the fans enjoyed just the fact that he was in the building; they would just be electric. It's because Sting's electric. Yes, I and mean, he always has been since since day one. He's 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 electric. That's the best. Yeah, way to put I mean, it. It, he is a great great personality. I do want to let everybody know we're taking calls. We don't always take calls on our show, but if you want to call in and ask Garrett or Mary Jane a question or Fat Davy, you can call seven two seven four nine three twenty fifty five. Yes, that is my waist size, 2055. No, but call in 727-493-2055. I am not going to get his chair shot to the head. Who knows? Maybe maybe I can get Mary Jane to give me like a chest chop because I I don't think I want one from Garrett. Do we have a call coming in? Come on. Who who we got on the line? Caller, you're you're live? Yes. Hi. This is the Dave Frank Show. Is this hey. is this Maureen Sullivan? This is Millie. It's who? Millie. Millie. How are you, Millie? Millie? Millie's fine. Listen, it's Nurses Week, and there's a bunch of nurses here, and we're watching this, and we've been listening to all about the cardio and the weight loss and the spray tan, and we were wondering if somebody was going to pop their shirt and show off all the good work. Sure. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Garrett, is you going to leave the room now? Uh, all right, well, I'll catch you guys here in a minute. I'm going to go across the street. There you go. So what, what are you saying? You want to you see some, some man boob or something? Well, it's, it is Nurses Week, and we appreciate the human form. <laughs> <laughs> is, what, what part did you want to see? Does he, do you want to see him, like, his arms, or do you just want him, like, rip off his shirt like he was about to go to war? Oh, you precious thing. We met you, Dave. Yeah, there are not. There listen, I could, I could strip, baby, but I have a funny feeling my man boobs are not the best thing. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to. I got five on it. Oh, wait, for five bucks, I'm <laughs> down, baby. No, no, no. Here we we're, go. We were, thinking, we were thinking we could have, like, a, a pose down or something, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Me and Frank? Yeah, a six-pack versus a keg, sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, sorry about that. And and in the words of James Storm, sorry about your damn luck. (laughs) Every Thursday night on Impact (laughs) TV Spike, that's when you get to see the shirts off. Well, they've been seeing it on on Facebook and all that because I didn't, obviously, I, I blasted you with your big chest out and... 
Bischoff tattoo. The Bischoff tattoo and the whole bit. Which I'm yeah, pretty sure my father that's wants to burn off. That's kind of what we're looking at. <laughs> oh, you're, look, you're looking at the picture? G- give him a little arm. Stand up and let's, let, let him see how you break out of the sleeve a little bit with a flex. All right. All right, there you go. This this is this might be the best. Oh, there it is. How do you like how That's you like that, ladies? <laughs> oh, Mary Mary Jane, you're a lucky woman. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do, do you have a real okay. question for for no, us? No, we know. We just we were just watching. We love your show. We watch it every week, and this is one of the best ones yet. So keep up the great work. All right. Thank you for calling in. You have a good night. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Maybe we'll get some athletic question calls as well. <laughs> did I get my five or did I not take enough buttons down? Oh, no. I, don't know. I, I shaved like two weeks ago. Come off and do a little dance for five bucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit more about just how, how hard it is to be on the road because you were telling me about some of the not even the midnight plane rides. You're talking two, three o'clock in the morning. I mean – it's a rough road out there for you, huh? Yeah, you know, it's it's rough for all the guys. It's it's not an easy life. It's definitely a different way to live, especially when you have a family to leave behind, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're catching a 6 a.m. flight to wherever it is we're going, hit the road running, you're in one town, wrestle a show, you're out, done, you know, done at the building around 11 o'clock at night just to get in the car, drive two hours or so to the next city just to check in and maybe get a little sleep, find a gym, work out, hit an IHOP for some egg whites and wrestle the dude all again the next night and then do the same thing three, four days in a row. And, and you, you just got a surprise because you thought you had like a whole week off. Yep. And then all, the, then all of a sudden you were telling me what, yesterday you got a call and you're going to be heading out on the road again tomorrow? Just this afternoon, yep, heading the road, uh, New oh, Orleans. New Orleans? Yep. New Orleans. Where are you going to be at? What, what is this? Let's see. We have uh, May 10th. We're going to be at the Lakefront Arena. Um, show starts 730. Uh, May 11th, we'll be at the Herring Auditorium. Do show you know whose ass you're going to be kicking? I'm not I, sure yet. You know I won't know until I get there. Like I said, they just called me this afternoon and said, can you be there? I said, you betcha. It doesn't matter who you're going to fight because you're going to whoop some ass. I'm going to whoop. I'm, at least I'm going to go out there and give it a damn shot. There you go. <laughs> Who's been uh, – I mean, you've obviously had a bunch of memorable matches already. Is there one match where – that it stands out where maybe – because every time you're in a match, just like every time I'm up on stage, you you almost learn something new either about the person you're working with or about yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, I learn more – it's pretty solo when you're out there doing comedy. So is there a match where – you've learned more that you've really is memorable for you. I could say there's been two that really stick out the most. All right. Uh, the first one being when I had the opportunity to tag with Jeff Hardy, awesome. myself and Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle and Gunner. Definitely an amazing, an amazing night. Um, Jeff is a spectacular guy. Um, awesome to work with nothing but the best. Um, and Kurt Angle's, one of the top guys there is yeah. you know, who, who, who better off to be out in the ring getting your ass kicked by than, than yeah. one of the best and yeah. you know that's it's i and you know it's one of the best ass kickings i've ever taken so there you go you know the, uh, uh that one was probably the best one and then that leading into my one-on-one match with kurt angle for the same reason it's just being able to have the opportunity to work with with these guys is truly it's it's, it's an honor and kind I, of like a humbling experience. It's a very humbling experience, and it's and it's an honor. It's a great learning experience, and they've been nothing but good, uh, good to me, and it's it's been amazing. I would have beat your ass, Kurt. What you, <laughs> what you gonna do when Flabby Frank gets all over you? <laughs> nothing. 
<laughs> What's up, beautiful? What you you looking in here, Fat Davy? I know I'm sexy. You can look. <laughs> All right, she just went in the other room. I guess she didn't agree. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Fat is fabulous. I know Gwiggy agrees because he's fat, so he's got to agree. You, you could you could chime in and say something if you want, Gwiggy. Go ahead, turn on your mic. You don't have to be just. Thanks. I, I appreciate being roped into being the uh, fat guy around here. Thanks. Well, there's got to be another one. I don't. There doesn't be the have fat... to be. <laughs> are you gonna go on a diet? Maybe. Liar. I, I like to think I'm gonna. Yeah. There you go. You 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 go you go ahead for that boy. I'll see you for double cheeseburgers at McDonald's in an hour. That kind of sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to probably avoid the crappy food, huh? So hard. So hard. Yeah, but you know, I stopped. I saw where you guys were before we came up. You were eating some good. You're like me. You like the hot and spicy. We were talking about that. You were having some jambalaya or yeah, something. Yeah, I like the spicy. The spicy, and I like the you spice. know, I tell I tell these guys I like the spicy and. Garrett likes it hot. Garrett likes it hot. There you go. So you cook it with the habaneros and the yes, jalapenos. Sir. Oh yes. H- have you tried the dumbass ghost hot the ghost chili pepper like I have yet? I haven't. You haven't. I wasn't even aware that there was a pepper called the ghost chili pepper. So now I'm oh, going yeah. to go find one. Well. Let me ask you, if it's a ghost chili pepper, how do you find it? Uh, you don't. They okay. normally cook it in stuff for you. Gotcha. All like, right. they touch. One of your boys, Brian Hobbs, Brian Hobbs' brother, right? Is that his brother, his wrestling partner? Sags. Sags. Blood brother. Blood brother. Okay. <laughs> Blood meaning that it's. Blood meaning it's been spilled by massive amounts of trash cans and chair shots. There you go. And tables. There you go. So. Didn't he just he did one of the ghosts. I watched him on Man vs. Food do one of those hot and spicy challenges. Oh, brutal. That brutal. One had, you, you saw that. That one had the ghost chili pepper in it. I, I'm, well, maybe I won't go find one. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. I've had it in some of like they have these Dave's insanity sauces with, oh. go, with ghost chili pepper. And for some reason, I, I, I don't know. I, I think if I actually had the real ghost chili pepper, I'd probably cry like a bitch. But. <laughs> I could I could pour the crap out of that stuff if it's in some sauce on some nuggets and cheese. I'm sorry, on some nuggets and chicken and all that, and <laughs> handle it right down. Because I might have to track one down though. Kind yeah, of, I'm intrigued. Yeah, want to try it. Well, maybe maybe the next time you come back in town, and when you maybe I'll have you and and uh, Brian on the show, okay. and I'll bring some in, and we'll see how hot you can handle it. Better clear the better clear the building. <laughs> so. Tell me a little bit about your favorite part of the business. Because after this, I want to get down a little bit to what it's like to beat the crap out of your father and throw him into throw him into an outhouse full of shit. But but before we get to that, let's do a little bit more nice stuff. <laughs> okay. What's uh what's what's the question? I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> what, what, what do I look like? The guy doing the interview here? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh well. Shit. Damn it. Now I got to be responsible. Oh man. Unless this guy over here knows something. Gwiggy knows nothing. Okay. Not often. No. He, he's a fountain of useless knowledge. He is right. Is he? What, what do you want to know? Do you have a question for Jarrett? For, for Garrett? Well, we were talking about food. What, what's your regiment like uh, diet wise now? With, uh, I mean, that's got to be hard. I don't know how many days on the road you are, but uh, wh- wh- how do you handle diet wise? Find any place that serves grilled chicken. Really? Just that? That's it? <laughs> that's, it really <laughs> oh, is. Oh, man. You know, I mean, when, it, when we're home, it's a little different. It's, yeah. you know, we stick pretty healthy. It's chicken, fish, steak, broccoli, nice. asparagus, protein shakes, nice. you know, a lot of gym time. But when you're on the road, it's, it is a lot harder when you're on the road. So it, it ends up being more just plain grilled chicken and protein drinks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> now, how many, how, many times a day, how many times a week are you actually in town? I mean, do you, do you just fly out for the show and then you're back in town right away? Or? 
It's uh, it depends. It comes and goes. Sometimes yeah. I'm gone for six, seven, eight days at a time, and then I'll be home for two, three days and go back out for seven or eight days. Sometimes I'm home for two weeks at a time. It just kind of depends oh, on cool. the, yeah. yeah. So this, uh, I've been fortunate enough the last the last two weeks to have some time off and <laughs> be home, but. Um, Going back out the road tomorrow, uh, oh, Thursday yeah. morning. So, <laughs> and that was an, another one of those unexpected. That was date. an unexpected yeah, date, nice. but hey, it's that's all part of the game. When they when they call you up and say, "Hey, you going?" then you just kind of shake your head and say, "Yes, master." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do you guys still wrestle like like probably over two something two hundred nights a week a year now? Yeah. Still, yeah, yep. if not more. That's crazy. Yeah, some of the guys. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, one of the advantages I think that as wrestling has progressed and TNA is kind of more embraced than some of the other federations is, I think taking care of their guys was they may be doing shows two hundred plus nights a year, but they don't have the same guys on every night. So, you know, back in the day, the Macho Man and you know everybody they were wrestling every single night and it turned out you know it is not that great on the body so tna seems to be you know they're a little bit less they're not taking it on as um as aggressively as doing the untelevised shows as much as some of the other federations which probably keeps you guys a little healthier uh yeah i mean obviously it is what it is the more you're out there wearing and tearing on your body the more you know the quicker it's going to break down um these guys are, like I said, they're athletes, and they they do everything, or we do everything we can, day in and day out, whether we're on the road or not, to to try to prevent you know, preventative maintenance and to try to keep ourselves in, in good shape. Yeah, you know, one of the guys that amazes me, and and I actually met him at the same place I met you, uh, Ric Flair. How in the hell is that guy walking? He is taking more chair shots, ass kickings, jet flying, falling out of jets. I mean. That I don't think that guy's ever going to die. He was in a plane crash and he lived. That guy wasn't he? Yeah, broke his back. Yeah, I mean that is one of the most amazing. He's God. He he is a wrestling God. He'll just tell like you he all about it. it. He's yeah. God. That's yeah. what it is. And you know, Nature Boy's an incredible, an incredible man. When I met him, he was equally as humble as you were. You know what I mean? It was. He was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he came in, and at the time, I was working at a at a, at a retail store. And he came in, and I saw him, and I'm like, "All right, what am I going to do here? Am I going to scream like a little bitch, or am I just going <laughs> to am I just going to stop what I'm doing and walk up?" Now I was a commissioned salesman, and I'm selling something, and I look right over at the customer, and I'm like, "You know what, sir? I'll be right back." I walk up to the front door because I actually see him getting, I guess, out of his rental car, coming into the door. So I get up and I meet him at the door, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, Mister Flair? What can we do for you?" Because I assumed he probably did not. It, He's stopping at a local store to run in and buy something. He's not going to want to get attacked and bombarded. So, you know, I got him up. What do you need? I brought him up to the register, rang him out, thanked him for watching him for all the years. It was actually at the time when uh, he had just decided to, I think he was still in WWE, and he had just decided to retire. And then a few weeks later, he went off with uh, Hulk Hogan to Australia. They did that That's tour. Right, Hulkamania tour. Yes, Right. And then he showed face in TNA and has been rocking it ever since. Rocking it ever since. And he'll rock it until until, yeah. until there's nothing else to rock. And I mean, it, it was there's a machine. He's awesome. One of the amazing things was I it was until TNA, you never really saw Hogan and Flair in the same ring. There really was no time that they you know, they were both around, but they were both considered kind of gods of wrestling. And it was always like, 
back from the NWA days, mm-hmm. you loved Ric Flair, and that that was big and crazy. It was the NWA, and I think the AWA, and Hogan was already in w, WWE and getting some fame, and I think he got a little more popular first than Ric Flair. But at the end of the day, I mean, Ric Flair, they're legends. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's humbling. Know. I think to watch Hogan give those props to Ric Flair, like he. There's a lot of respect there. There's yeah, a lot I mean, of respect, and and the, re- the respect is well deserved. Those guys are legends in this business, and they yeah. always will be. Talk about a guy who's got two Hall of Fame rings. Yeah, yeah. Who else does? Nobody else has. Hogan that. only got one. Hogan's got one. I'm but, surprised they haven't tried what? to take it back from him yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, these. I mean, these guys are legends in this business, and and that goes back to what I was saying before. It's an honor to be able to have the opportunity to to be able to work just in the same company as these guys much less that close to him. And and what's kind of and one of the one of the things that's kind of similar when you're a comedian and you get to open up for someone that you've either idolized or that you've always wanted to work with. Uh me myself, the first time I get I maybe you say open up, but you know, I got the opportunity to do a little bit of a guest spot for LA Hardy when he was in town. And LA Hardy is a relatively popular uh national touring comedian. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff with the military, USO tours, and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So when he came into town up here at Snappers, where I told you I'm going to be hosting this weekend, yep. Yep. I was like, hey, guys, you got to let me get on stage and do a little bit of time with him because I was excited. I got to interview this guy. Mm-hmm. He took out a whole hour to hang out with us, and that man is a machine. That man just went eight weeks ago, double knee replacement. Six weeks later, he was on stage. Brutal. Performing. Now, obviously, he's not running around and jumping around, but six weeks later, just to be on stage without a cane after double knee replacement is pretty kick-ass. No kidding. Props to him. Yeah. You you look like you have an inquiring mind, or are you just just gazing at Garrett with love in your eyes? (laughs) You gay googie bastard. What are you doing? I'm just uh, listening to you guys, man. It's all good. I'm feeling you. I feel like this yeah. gay vibe coming off of you. Sorry, no, there's no gay vibe here. No. There you go. <laughs> You're a very attractive man. Don't get me wrong, but uh, don't, don't, you know. Could you please, <laughs> could you please tell the Almighty One to put his tongue back in his face? Nah, he's not going to do he's it. He's right behind you, he's, dude. He's sticking his. Tongue I don't want to look at his. Tongue. I, I think he's going to lick the back of your head. <laughs> he's too far away. All right. <laughs> so, go can ahead. I ask you a little bit about, um, I guess, uh, character development and storylines in in. Uh, some of your uh, some of the matches you have coming up how how do those come about usually are those those hard to follow or, or? you know I'm I'm not a part of the that okay no so I'm so just I curious really I don't want to couldn't tell you I don't want to go into too much detail if, if we're not allowed to talk about it. I'm yeah, sorry well it's not even that it's just, I, I'm not a part of okay. it so I honestly couldn't give you an okay. answer to be to, yeah. to be completely honest with you I show up and sign in and yeah <laughs> and they tell me what I'm going to do and that's it's, I just once again yes master nice you know was was it hard when you first started trying to get uh, engaging with the crowd and everything getting out there and yeah yeah it is uh-huh. it's it's definitely a different it's a different feeling you know to get out there and try to get somebody to to, to either cheer you or boo you or yeah. you know especially like it even goes back to even the you know being in the back mm-hmm. you know um and it's it's different being a bischoff yeah he, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of you know there's a it's an uphill climb no matter what it yeah. doesn't matter um which is you know that's it's all part of the game yeah but uh being coming in there as eric's son and the 20 years of evil 
that has followed with him, mm-hmm. you know, there's there, there's a lot of people that will just automatically have a an opinion. Yeah, and yeah, and like I said, they're entitled to it. That's fine. Yeah. you know, that's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes our business great. Oh yeah, you know, the, some people like I said, some love you, some hate you, some don't give two shits about you. And that's you know, and that's fine. It's, that's it's cool. my job to go out there and try to win the ones over. I, I remember one of the, one of the best things that I used to I used to love watching Eric do uh, was the was it the three minute warning. <laughs> three minute. I, I miss the. Th- I would. I would love to see the. Th- well, we're probably not going to see the three minute warning ever again. Not anymore. Especially since you beat your dad's ass and he's done. With, he can't even use the Bischoff name anymore, right? Nope. You're the, you're the only there. Bischoff left. The only Bischoff left. How did it feel to go from you know loving your father to beating the crap out of him and shoving him in a porta potty? Bittersweet. Nice. Is that the way I can. Is that the best best way I can? You know. Like, at the end of the day, he's still my dad. You know, it's it's my old man. It's my dad. It, you know, there's yeah. there's obviously a lot of a lot of respect there, um, but there's but also tension and animosity. Tension and anima, and uh, you know animosity. There's his way of doing things, and there's the right way of doing things, <laughs> <laughs> or my way of doing things, or there or what is. I at least perceive to be the right way of doing things, conscious wise. And you know, we just uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. My father's a, he's a smart man. He's he's a He's very. He's he knows that controversy creates cash. Controversy creates cash. That's a plug for you if yeah. you're watching. Just to let you know, I'm on his side, but I still know controversy right. creates cash. That's right. No, there's there no go. doubt about the fact that he's a very, very, very <laughs> smart man. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's been around this game for a long time. Yeah, well, there's the a lot game. Of respect and there's love there. There's just, there's also. My way of doing things down. Yeah. Sorry about your damn luck, yeah. <laughs> I'm the new Bischoff, or he's the new Bischoff in town. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> um, how, do you get any flack, Mary Jane, for being a Bischoff from some of the other diva, uh, I almost said divas, but from some from of the TNA knockouts? Uh, no. Um, they always seem really nice to me. You ever, you ever thinking about getting in there and kicking some booty? <laughs> Not right now, no. No? Have, have they approached you or asked you if you want to wrestle? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been talked about a little bit, just, you know, here and there, but nothing, nothing big. No, no desire on your part yet? Not yet. All right. Because I, I, I always, who's the one girl there? They, they, I, I don't always pay as much attention to the girls' names as I do to their outfits. I'm sorry. I'm a <laughs> fucking guy. Leave me alone. But uh, there's the one girl... Um, the beautiful people. And the one that's still in there, she shakes her ass right as she's getting in over the second rope. It's like the most sexy thing that happens on wrestling. What the hell is her name again? I think they all do that. I have to narrow it down. Oh, uh, the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. That's I think, easy. Yeah. I think you're talking about Velvet. Yes, Velvet Sky. That is it. She's one hot mama. She's now a here, rock star. What is up with uh, Eric and... What's her name? Uh, ODB. ODB. She's a crazy broad. She's crazy. I like watching her. So is EY. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. He's cool, too. I love that. He's had so many different characters. I mean. Well, he's a character himself. That's for sure. Because he's got that hillbilly thing going on right now. But, I mean, wasn't there a time you thought he was a superhero, too? I think he still does, depending on what time of day it is. So, so he is just as crazy as his character is on st- you bet you. on the show, off the show, which yep. is great. He is, and, and it's funny. I love you, why? There, yeah, it's funny because 
I would imagine in wrestling, just like in comedy, it takes a few years. They say in comedy, it takes about five to seven years before you really get your character or get to the point that you can actually be yourself on stage and have it portray out to the crowd. And I imagine just like with yourself and everybody else, you go out there and it takes a little bit of time to sure. to really get to that point where you can be yourself and get it out there. And Definitely. It's uh... – it's one thing before you go out, you get your head, it's like you get your head straight, you know, it's like, okay, I got to go out there and I got, you know, this is what I got to do. And then when you get there, at least for me, being new and being a rookie, you know, it is what it is. I'm green. I'm a rookie still, but it's, I'm still getting used to this, but it's, you get out there and you get the lights and you get the people, you get that adrenaline rush, you got the cameras and it's, it's an entirely, it's like warping into another world. It really is. And it does. It takes, it takes, it takes time. It takes a lot of getting used it to. It takes the, getting used to, and it's, it is what, you know, it takes time. Yeah, because you go from in the Indies, not that there's anything wrong, for any, anything wrong with it. When I lived in Chicago, I used to go watch uh, the Windy City mm-hmm. wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. And you go, maybe there's 100, 150 people in the auditorium to now you're where there's thousands upon 10,000, 15,000 people. You, you could be a little gun shy when you get out there. You're like, shit, there's a shit ton of people out here if I fuck up. Yeah, I don't really you know, focus on the if I screw up part, but it's just uh, you know it's it's when you feel that energy in the air, uh-huh. you know, and you can hear them screaming or or whatever they're doing, yelling, booing, screaming, cheering. That's a it's 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 quite the experience. That's I can't even think of words to describe it because there are none. But it's uh, it's, it's when they're it's, booing. Do you work harder to make them boo louder, or or are you trying to win them over? Because you're pretty much you're, – you're kind of a, ba- of a baby face character. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you, you're not oh, – I don't think you're hated by most of the fans. I think normally you're, you're pretty welcomed. It's, it's becoming that way now. You know, they're definitely more and more, more, and more fans are, are, uh, are welcoming me or, or you know, they're, they're accepting who I am. The good um, side of the, the Bischoff family. The good side family. of the Bischoffs, yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot of evil to make up for with this oh. last name, that's for sure. But There uh, is. It's crazy uh, how many wrestling – uh, tag teams have been torn apart. Sure. Th- just the craziness that's happened in the business. I mean, le- let's face it. That man almost single-handedly tore down the WWE in the 80s. I mean, he he, he beat them for over a year Monday in Night the ratings. Wars, yeah. in the 90s, actually. 90s, I'm uh, sorry. But, yeah, yeah he's... He's uh, he's a ruthless businessman, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened with you guys. He got a little ruthless with you, and mm-hmm. in in, uh, in wrestling, and you had to kind of put him in his place. I wouldn't say put him in his place. I just had to make a decision of whether I want what I wanted to do. You know, do I want to? Is that the shadow I want to fall into? Is that the 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 the, the shoes I want to fill, or do I want to try to be my be my own guy, be my own man, and do my own thing and be Garrett Bischoff? There you go. That's what I chose. And it's been working out well for you. So far, so good. And, and, and it really is hard, whether it's in wrestling or in any other family business, because I used to work for my old man, uh, and he had a large modular home company. And the first time I went to work for him, because whenever you work for your family, sometimes you got to work for him twice or three times before you can get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to fight so much that luckily they had a second office. They shipped me to the second office another 20 miles further so that me and him weren't on the same. Like, we just couldn't be around each other. Right. And we, like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. And sure. I'm like, he's like, well, I'm your father. I'm talking to you. I don't give a rat's ass. You're talking. To... And it was horrible. I was young. And 
I didn't know how to handle it. And, you know, we all make mistakes and stuff. But it was funny how we just had to be separated. We just couldn't be in the same building. But I looked like him. So people would go from one office and they drive all the way up to this office. They're like, didn't you? Wait a minute. How the hell did you get here before (laughs) me? Wait a minute. No, no, no. He's down there. I don't even tell that bastard you like me better. He'd take away (laughs) my money or something. (laughs) It's it's fun. It's what I always want to do is, is... be involved in the same business it's a business and what i consider the family business you know it's 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 a dream come true all right and you're you're creating the new a new legacy for the bischoff name i'm gonna try anyways there you go <laughs> so we got about what about five ten minutes left in the show so tell us um who are some of the people that you're gonna hope to wrestle you know you don't necessarily get to pick it out but who are some people that you aspire to have some, you know, some matches with, and you know, who who are you looking forward to having the opportunity to wrestle? As far as guys that I'd really like to wrestle with, um, I would love to get another shot at going with Kurt. Kurt, yep. You want to you want to give a shout out to Kurt? Let him know how bad you want to beat him up. You know, you know, Kurt, if you're out there, if you're listening, you know, you're a legend. And that's and that's that's there's no doubt about it. But I'm definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely anxious to come out there and, and put it to the test because if I can hang with you, I think I can hang with anybody. I may come out of there a beaten mess, but it'll be a good beaten mess. You'd be happy to get your ass kicked by Kurt I'll be Angle. happy as hell to get my ass kicked by I want to see you beat him. I want to see the golden Olympic medal bastard laid flat out bloody with like a five-knuckle sandwich in his face from Garrett Bischoff. <laughs> well, it's uh, – it's kind of barking up the God tree along there with Ric Flair and those guys. He's uh, that's, he that's, is amazing. I've he's seen an him. amazing athlete. The guys, are, I mean, he's he's just he's a he's a cyborg. I don't know, but a cyborg. I definitely want to give it a shot. All right, he is coming after you, Kurt. And the problem is, my fat ass is going to be blocking the door so you can't get out. <laughs> You're go. stuck. Sorry about your damn luck, <laughs> James Storm. Thank you again. Um, what? And, and I'm sorry, I should know this. What is your finishing move? The numbskull. The numbskull. The numbskull. And how long did it take to perfect it? it took me it's probably about a year before I figured out, you know, after a, a number of different things and, and kind of working with it and tweaking with it. And Why don't you show? Give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give it to me? Ah, you see this. It hurt. It hurt a lot on this one. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Can can I take a chest shot? Will I just fall down and die if you give me a chest shot? I don't know. I got big rings on. Well, let's take the ring off before you do it. (laughs) Okay, we can do that. All right. Does everybody want to see Dave get a chest slap like Ric Flair? I ain't yelling, woo, I'm probably going to cry like a bitch, but all right. I I got choked out by an MMA guy three weeks ago. I got... I think I'd rather get choked out than take a chop. Oh, shit. This is scary. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, guys. If I die, I went out with a fucking smile on my face or crying like a bitch. Should we move move up by the camera? Is there a waiver I got to sign first? (laughs) I should be look. Do it right here? Yeah, I mean, we can see it right there fine. I mean, if you stand up, they'll still be able to see it fine, yeah. All right, hold on. (laughs) I I don't know why I want to do this. (laughs) Got the powder? Now, do I? Were you giving me a backhand or no, front I'm gonna hand? Give you a bully rate shot. What's a bully rate shot? Put your hands down. Oh, let's roll up. Now, should I keep my body loose or nice tight? Move. Which is oh, better? Loose. All right. Okay, Just give me the three count. There you go. Ready? Yeah. One. 
two, three. Oh, holy shit, that stung! Holy cow! Wow! I would not want to have to take more than one of those. Holy shit! Hold on here. I gotta put my glasses on. Might have a little handprint there the next day. Is, is, is there gonna be one there right now? Could be. Is there one there? Oh yeah. Zoom in on that bitch, baby. Zoom in. Hold on, baby. Oh my God. Holy. Holy shit! <laughs> Zoom in on that. Are they seeing it? Can they see what I do? <laughs> this is what I do to entertain you bastards. I get my ass kicked. <laughs> what, what is this going to be there for like a friggin' oh, week? Yeah, that's a good one. It's <laughs> a good one. That's I'm glad one. you took the ring off. Yeah. yeah, dude, you could hear that when that happened. That was that's about the loudest thing that's been in the show so far today. Damn. <laughs> I took a I took about three of those from Bully one night and it actually split me wide open. It actually split the skin. Holy bleeding. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what's funny? We have another comedian that I look a lot alike. His name is Bull. And he used to he trained a little bit to be a professional wrestler. And I told him, I'm like, yo, I, th- I think I'm going to ask him to give me a chop. And he goes, you got to be fucking stupid. <laughs> he goes, I have taken a few of those chops. He goes, Dave, it's going to hurt for like a week. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, what? I told people I was going to do it. <laughs> Wounds of war, bitches. <laughs> said, That's I'd all I got to say. Out. <laughs> well, at least here I knew I was, was going to ask to take the chop. I had no clue I was going to get choked out. Oh, hey. <laughs> a fr- it was just a friend of mine who comes in, and he was sitting on the other side, and he's shooting rubber bands at me during the show, interviewing a comedian from L.A., <laughs> So, so he hits me in the face like three times in the eye. So I jump up out of the chair and I start punching him and, you know, just whatever. And, you know, I knew that he trained MMA. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, he jumped up, put my fat ass in a headlock. And I'm like, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me out of this. You win. So, yeah, my chest, just so you guys know, my chest does still sting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Gwiggy's making a face. Wow. And you got to take, like, I've seen Ric Flair. And and you and everybody take like four, five, six of those in a shot. Yeah. Holy cow. Your only hope is that they do them quickly, so eventually it goes numb. It, well, that went numb quick. Like, <laughs> I still, f- oh, man, I think I feel like an indent from your prints there. <laughs> now, is it, worse, is it worse or better for me that I got all this extra fat? Is it worse when you're muscular and toned? No, it just sucks all the way around. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I could hurts. not imagine having to do like a twelve-minute match or a ten-minute, or even get hit twice and have that happen. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'd rather like I'd rather get punched in the face or power bombed or a, num- a number of other things. <laughs> I'd rather just have a double cheeseburger. Holy shit! <laughs> What's up, Cookie? I was just going to ask. Um, have you have you done any like cage matches or anything like that? Anything of these specialty matches? I did I actually just did a cage match uh, three weeks ago. It was a TNA lockdown. Wow! Um, and that was the uh, lethal lockdown match with my team Garrett versus team Eric, and uh, and that, my father actually proceeded to beat the hell out of me with a kendo stick. Actually, and uh, it ended up with me smashing the guitar over the top of his head for the win. But and I saw that cage that was match great. was brutal. I came home with plenty of war wounds from that one. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, like how far do you think you would go in some of the specialty matches? I mean, as far as like, what, what do you think? What have you done so, or how far would you go, or what wouldn't you maybe not do? Do you think? Uh, do you think you would go 
Uh, no disqualifications I, with like I don't know barbed wire and everything. Some of the crazy Mick Foley type matches back in the day with uh, if Terry it's, Funk. If it's for the right reasons, sure. Right, yeah, yeah, nice. sure. Well, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Were some of the ECW matches with Terry Funk and uh, guys are hardcore. Oh yeah, Legit. and then and then when I saw the first time when Undertaker, and I know we're jumping away from TNA and going back to old school WWE. When he first, I, I guess it was accidentally, went through the top of the cage and oh. went down to the match. Yeah. Went down to the mat. I mean, that was crazy. Nobody knew it was going to happen. And then they were like, well, he survived, so let's throw this guy off, and he's going to land in the back of a dump truck with all this stuff. And then you had Vince McMahon. Uh, he jumped off the top of cages, and that's one of the things. I'll give Vince and Eric Bischoff, I'll give both of those guys their credit. They've done – they've – I say it like I say to my father. They've never asked, at least from a fan's perspective, I don't think they've ever asked a wrestler to do something that they're not willing to do themselves out there. I've seen Eric get tossed in a thing of garbage by Vince McMahon. I've seen him get his ass kicked by wrestlers in TNA, WCW. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to not want to be in a business when you could say my boss will do the exact same thing as me. I'm not – I may be a green pea. But I'm not lower, or there's no less respect for me. There's almost more respect knowing how hard of a job it is, and you're still willing to do it. Sure. No, I think my left arm hurts when I try to do this. <laughs> no, there's no doubt in my mind. You know, I've I've had the opportunity to meet Vince once a long time ago, and um, you know, growing up with my dad and, and everybody around them all, and, and and everything. It just it is what it is. You can tell that both guys. There's a reason why they are where they are, and they've done what they've done. They've achieved what they achieved. They're both incredible, incredible men. And it takes a lot of drive and determination, and yeah, sure, and testicular and, fortitude. And not, yeah, and testicular fortitude. That's right. And and all their teams that go along with them. You know, they don't do it on their own. There's there's a, no. there's a strong team behind both. You know, both places. So yeah, I mean, over the last couple of years, I've noticed it even more so, uh, both in WWE and in TNA. Uh, just the other day, you know, I was watching where, you know, one one of the people that I used to love was Al Snow, and because everybody needs a little sure. more head, and Al's I agree awesome. with that. But now he is in the backgrounds at TNA, and you, you see him on camera every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But he's really helping out a lot of the younger guys, bringing them, teaching them what to do. Al's fantastic. He, how to get over with the crowd. I mean, he was. Aside from that leaping little leaping Lenny Poffo thing, I like to try to remember. He was one of the guys that I really thought was cool. I mean, mm-hmm. he came out with a friggin' head. <laughs> yeah. Just a head of a doll, and he made it one of the most incredible things ever. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. It's it's a special talent, just like... Um, Al's a special individual. He is. <laughs> no, he's, Al's great, and he's one of those guys that doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, if you go back there and you say, Al, here's my question, he will give you an explanation, and he will break it down beat for beat and explain why Right. He doesn't tell you an answer. Yeah, he tells you why it is the way it is and why it should happen the way it should happen. And he's he's a brilliant guy. And I'm another guy. I'm very fortunate to have you know have at my disposal to to talk and ask questions from. Now, one of the guys, and we're going to switch a little bit. Um, I'm going to ask you about Edge. Um, Edge will say, unfortunately, he had to retire early. Mm-hmm. How many guys? And, and I'm actually kind of impressed. And I'm happy that he retired early because there's a lot of guys who can't. When you're in that kind of a spotlight, it's hard to give that up. And he he made that health decision that I'm going to walk away. Where a lot of people say I'll just 
I'll just keep going. Answer that. Answer that phone call and put him on speakerphone. Hello. What's up, Shannon? I'm actually uh, just so you know, you're on, you're on speakerphone right now. I'm actually sitting here in a in a radio interview. They want I, I showed my yeah I showed my buddy here who who was calling. He wanted me to answer it. Shannon Shannon Moore, how are you doing, baby? What's going on? What's going on, man? Not much. You're talking with Dave Frank, Fat Davy on the Let's Be Frank show, and I was lucky enough that what's that? Not too bad. How you doing? When are we going to see you back in the ring, man? Yeah, I bet. Are you still hanging out with the Hardy Boys when, when they're not on TV? another one of the guys that's, you know, Shannon, they're asking me earlier who's been some of the guys that really kind of helped take me under their wing and kind of show me the ropes and have been really open, you know, and Shannon's one of them. Shannon's been from, from the get-go, you know. I've, Shannon and I have known each other since I was really young, but Shannon's been one of the guys that's been there and, you know, been always real, real helpful in, in, in helping me learn the ropes. Awesome. Yeah, man, uh, I think it's cool, you know, like, just, we've known each other forever and just, you know, like, his dad gave me my shot in WCW back in the day, um, you know, whether it was, you know, for that reason or another reason, like, you know, at that time, I guess it was for more of like a, uh, like a road rules thing or something like that. But, you know, it's pretty cool just, you know, because your dad gave me my shot in WCW and then now you're in TNA and it's like, shoot, you never know, man, with Mike kicking, do some tag team stuff. I don't know. Just throwing it out. Never know. I'd love to see you guys do some tag team. Never know. All right. Well, listen, we're actually getting to the point where we got to wrap up the show. So I want to thank you, Shannon, for calling in. It was awesome to get a surprise call from you. It's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to do it. I was just trying to say what's up. But uh, cool. Glad I could be on the show. And uh, just hit me up, man, whenever you get a chance. All right, amigo. I'll give you a buzz here in a little bit. All right, peace. Peace. All right. What do we got? About another minute left there? All right. So we're going to wrap up the show Garrett, Mary Jane, I really want to thank you guys for coming on to the show and taking out some time. I actually got to thank Garrett for buying me a beer before the show. I think I'm going to have to buy him a couple after. I might not. I might just have to rest <laughs> my chest, nurse my wounds like a little bitch. Um, when, you're going to be on the next pay per view, right? I don't know if I don't know if I'm on the next pay per view or not. Sacrifice is coming up. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm on there or not. Okay, uh, but that's going to be in Orlando. That'll be in Orlando. And it's May 13th. May 13th. So it's next weekend, right? Coming up. Sunday yep, night. Sunday. Mother's Day. Everybody should order that for their Mother's that's Day right. present. That's a good Mother's Day present right there. <laughs> All right. Now, this Mother's Day weekend, we're going to give a little props for Fat Davey here. If you are local in the Tampa Bay area and you want to see just how fat and funny I am, come on up to Snapper's Grill in Palm Harbor. Um, I'm going to be emceeing or hosting all weekend long. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we look forward to having you. I'm actually going to be Wednesday night at Mako. Is that the name of the place, Gwiggy? Mako with John Mann's place? Mako over in Largo. So if you want to 
visit Fat Davey there. You can see me doing some time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the Let's Be Frank Show or follow us on Facebook. Just look up Dave Frank or the Let's Be Frank Show there. Garrett, you want to give them some information again on where they can find you? You guys can find me uh, on Spike TV every Thursday night on Impact Wrestling. That's where you can find me. Other than that, um, you know, come see us. If you need a spray tan, Muscle City Fitness down Clearwater Beach. It's Beautiful Skins. So Other than that, you can find me at the closest bar having a cold beer. There you go. <laughs> so it's BeautifulSkins.com. Uh-huh. So ladies, you know, if you guys are going to get get together, get your first bottle of wine free, get your spray tan on, and call Mary Jane. Is there a, is there a business number that you can give out on the air? Yeah, it's a three zero seven two five four zero one six three. And I did just want to say that it's all organic product. Well, there you go. That's important. Yeah, that's all organic. Right. Um, that is actually really good because you're putting stuff on your skin. It's mm-hmm. chemicals. Uh, now you have. Are you spray tan now? Yes, I am. See, now I'm impressed because normally it looks very orange. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of experience. I have a. Uh, I'll say a girlfriend of mine, she's very pale, and normally when she goes, she just she comes back looking like you should peel her and eat her, but <laughs> right. you yeah. can see that it, you know, it's a, it looks a lot better. Yeah. Great I, I, I had to do it like that to get away with looking at your legs while he was next to me. I had to blame it on the tan. <laughs> but listen, guys, thank you very much. we got to wrap up the show. It's been a blast. Expect some more wrestlers. You might not see any more beatings. Sorry about my damn luck this time. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. ComedySlamRadio.com. We'll see you next week. And we got some more surprises coming with some great guests. Thank you guys and have a great night. Thank all you guys. Appreciate it. What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the dot com in. 